Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Donaldson Files here on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Uh, tonight we're going to do a great show, uh, mainly because uh, last night I listened to Tucker Carlson's opening editorial, which is basically 26 minutes, dealing with China. And, and he's been one of the very few people who's been able or willing to follow the story, along with a few folks like the New York Post. Uh, remember, they were the ones who first publicized the famous Biden laptop, which was declared, declared, you know, Russia misinformation. We now know that was a complete lie. And, but I thought it was interesting because what he did, he kind of like, you know, outlined all of this. But here's the interesting aspect about it. Long even before, you know, let's say this, you know, the New York Post put up, you know, dealt with this issue. Uh, you had people like Peter Schweitzer who basically have authored books dealing with this, but they were mostly ignored. And we had one individual who nailed this over two years ago on this network. And uh, first, let me introduce myself. I'm Tom Donaldson. I'm the chairman of America's PAC. I am a research, I'm a senior fellow, project director for America's Majority Foundation, and I'm also the senior fellow for Frontier Freedom. And uh, and my guest, the man who was the Nostradamus on this issue, who saw this, was the great and wonderful Dr. Larry Federer, who, by the way, is also going to be a senior fellow at uh, Frontier Freedom. And what I wanted to do is that we're going to begin this one. As I said, Dr. Larry nailed this more than two years ago. In fact, it may be closer to three at this point. And correct me if I'm wrong, Dr. Larry, but what I want you to do is read your initial piece you wrote called The Puppet Master. Dr. Larry, welcome. Well, thanks, Tom. The uh, title of the uh, piece was, uh, Who is the Puppet Master? The Growing Mystery of the Biden Administration. And it, we, it was written, this, this one was written uh, about two years ago, uh, and uh, about a year ago, actually. But uh, it was uh, the last of uh, about uh, three or four other uh, pre, pre, uh, other uh, uh, columns that, that had uh, led up to it. It says, the withdrawal of all American troops from Afghanistan was the final move in a ghastly ballet, featuring the surrender of, uh, by the President of the United States of America to the victorious Taliban 
in the Afghan war, which we had been fighting for 20 years. More and more Americans are wondering just who is actually directing the policies of this administration. Many observers question the mental capacity of this president to launch so many varied executive orders in so many differing uh, fields uh, as he has in the first eight months of his term. Personally, I would never reach such a diagnosis about someone whom I had never met in person, had never examined, tested, and validated both his physical and mental condition, and then I would be bound in confidentiality. These TV-based, off-the-cuff amateur proclamations of Joseph Biden's condition are, in my estimation, spurious, worthless, and harmful. I do not need to impute to uh, Mr. Biden mental or age-related deficiencies in order to arrive at an answer to the question of who is actually making the decisions of this administration. I don't really care. What I do care, what I do know, is that this president has done more harm to the land that I love in six months than any president in my lifetime. Consider some highlights. He has surrendered Afghanistan to the Taliban under conditions that are beyond stupid, careless, or impetuous. They are evil. The implications that America's, uh, to America's standing in the world are breathtakingly significant. For example, how would you like to be in Taiwan today? Secondly, he has virtually killed America's energy industry putting the USA at the mercy of Russia and OPEC and reopen the troubles of the Middle East, not only for us, but also for Israel and America's Arab allies. This, after the, quote, impossible peace, had in fact been finally achieved. Then, by reversing the resignation from the Paris Accord, he has committed the USA to basically funding the world's absurd attempt to regulate nature's climate cycles, to basically funding the world's absurd attempt to do that. Then his, his resumption of Obama's Iran policies have reignited the rise of global terrorism on the Shia side of Islam, and the resurgence of Al-Qaeda in Afghanistan will revive from the dead the Sunni equivalent. Another attempt, attempted 9-11 uh, is virtually assured at some time. Finally, so far, perhaps the most, the most insidious of all the conditions are at the uh, southern border, which with its inhumane living conditions criminal trafficking and expansion of drugs and criminals throughout the USA. Whoever has used the power of elected office to execute such activities clearly hates our country and is attempting to transform it into something more like Nazi Germany or Soviet Russia than the America of our hopes and dreams. This is a multifaceted, multi-layer attack. The, there are not likely to be so many fanatics in so many areas of expertise in a single 
political movement. And political movements tend to be concentrated on a few specific ideas. It is my speculation that there is a cadre of experts behind this movement. As Mark Levin has pointed out, these actions have deep roots in American history, but they are also very contemporary in their immediate moves and strategies. This combination of actions and policies is too comprehensive and too systematic to be the acts of an isolated White House. Add the impending explosions of the national debt and the accompanying Goliath of a tax increase which are pending in the, in the Congress, and what we are watching is an assault on the America which has been the most successful civilization in the history of the world by people who hate it and are set to destroy it. What rival civilization does that description fit best in 2021? Who has the resources and the motivation to organize the internal self-destruction of the dominant nation of the 21st century? Who has successfully captured the technology that has put America ahead of the rest of the world for the past century? Who has assisted in the rise of a new generation of billionaires who now owe much of their success to a foreign power, whether it be the mass production of vastly discounted goods, for example, Amazon and Walmart, high technology, for example, Apple and Microsoft, highly trained, low-wage technical personnel, such as uh, Silicon Valley, and helping America's continuous budget deficits, for example, the Federal Reserve and Wall Street, or a vault containing extensive documentation, film, discs, and videos of Hunter Biden in the act of accepting bribes on behalf of his father. The answer to all of these questions is China. I wrote a column naming Joe Biden the Manchurian candidate after the 1960s book and movie of that name, which detailed a scenario of how the Chinese Communist Party could maneuver a candidate for the United States presidency who was controlled by them and put him in a winning position with the American electorate. The occasion of my connecting that scenario with Mr. Biden occurred when the first bribery disclosures of Biden's son, his brother, and his sister-in-law, as well as Biden himself, became public knowledge. What added to the veracity of these disclosures were both the strength of the evidence, as shown by uh, Peter Schweitzer, by the way, uh, and uh, and, and uh, also the burying of the evidence by the FBI and the press, both of whom were known to be controlled by anti-Trump forces. I have no direct evidence that Biden is acting on orders from the CHICON to execute these drastic, destructive measures, which are simultaneously attacking a wide variety of American institutions and beliefs but I can connect the dots as well as anybody else. 
It is my hypothesis that the answer to the question of who is ultimately responsible for the lethal attack on America's international dominance is the CHICOM conspiracy. They are not only clever enough to attack from many directions, from riots in the streets to rigged elections to taking control of one of the two American political parties to furthering American Marxism in American education and intellectual platforms to subversion of major American companies and their owners to undermining America's moral authority with its broken promises, to overwhelming our borders with unknown invaders, no one political movement can be as effective on so many fronts immediately and simultaneously as the destructive force which is tearing down our country today as we watch in horror. All right, we're going to hold on to that thought. We'll get started in this conversation up these breaks. This is Tom Donaldson, Donaldson Files, here on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Uh, you can listen to the show every day at 11 a.m., 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Bachelor News Network.com. Since Buffalo Wild Wings is always open late, here are a few things you'll enjoy. Buzzer beaters, wings in 21 signature sauces and seasonings, and great deals on food and beer. Grab select domestic draft beers starting at $4. $4 shareables like street tacos, fried pickles, chili queso dip, mozzarella sticks, and roasted garlic mushrooms, and deals on select liquor and house cocktails. Phew, that's a mouthful. Catch all of the late night action. Buffalo Wild Wings, wings, beer, sports. Offers and participation vary. Please drink responsibly. Void where prohibited. Well, ladies and gentlemen, also don't forget, uh, you can buy my book, America at the Abyss, Where America Survived, at barnesandnoble.com, amazon.com, libertyhillpublishingpress.com, which is associated with Salem Media. And now we're going to back to our discussion with Dr. Larry Federa, who basically, uh, like I say, you you got this uh, right you said the puppet master, and you also had the article that preceded that called the Manchurian Candidate, which was equally, you know, prophetic. And so here's the thing. Uh, the thing that I find interesting is, and, and I'm going to go with some of the steps here, because, you know, you know, you talk across, it goes through a lot of different points, some of which I agree you know, some of which I may have a squabble with, and I'll get your views on that. But this is how you know, he starts off. I mean, he basically says, America had been a dominant power in the world for more than 100 years, since the end of the First World War, when Europe destroyed itself. Empires destroying themselves paved the way for new empires, something we should always keep in mind at the moment. Americans' attitudes are shaped by a generation of casual affluence. We're in charge, and we always will be in charge, so we assumed. And until recently, China was a poor country. There are still millions of living in Chinese who remember seeing their neighbors starve to death during famines. And as a result, China is very aggressive and very ambitious in ways, as, as, as Tucker would say, a State Department from Bethesda, Maryland, could not begin to comprehend. So, and, and so what's your thoughts on that statement? On what? 
Well, the statement I just, you know, that Tucker made. Well, I, I, I think uh, he's pointing out that the uh, Chinese have been poor for a long, long time. And now all of a sudden they have a chance at uh, world dominance because of the current leadership. Well, not just the current leadership. Leadership for about the last the last generation, I would say. And yeah. um, I don't I don't think you can disagree with that. Um, mm-hmm. I think I don't think it's very. Uh, I mean, it sets the stage. It doesn't necessarily give us any questions or answers. The uh, the to me the most uh, spectacular part of this whole thing is the range of uh, of their attack. It's it's they've attacked everything you can think of, yeah. inclu- including all our institutions, our intellectuals. Uh, our political political life, and most of all, the uh, mo- the money that that they have made for uh, of the American elite uh, by opening their own uh, basically opening their own markets to these American entrepreneurs, and and of course they did not realize the Americans didn't realize what the real uh, goal was. So I mean, it's it's been a it it really is a mark of genius in a way, a very diabolical way, and uh, uh, I that's why I am very concerned that uh, Mr. Biden is simply one actor, a major actor, but but he's not the whole story. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right, and and I think the thing that comes into play is this. I, you know, the one thing that we, you know, that Tucker makes a point is that, is that uh, what we're witnessing, I mean, what we're not, I mean, we're essentially witnessing, I mean, again, like I say, empires collapse, empires fall, countries fall, or they lose their place. You know, in the 19th century, the British Empire, as they said, the sun never set on the British Empire. By the time... World War One came around. The British Empire began its complete decline. After World War Two, they ceased to be an empire, uh, and the United States essentially took its place there. Uh, yes and no. Okay, go ahead. The the basis for all previous empires in the history of the world has been conquest. Has been yeah. has been the. Uh, conquest of people with the with the uh, result that the conquerors uh, own, controlled the land that uh, that they had taken from from the uh, fr- from their uh, enemies. I mean, it goes way back to the Bible when the uh, Israelites came into the, uh, the to Canaan and they 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 cleverly got them. Uh, Tied up with uh, their pain, and and then they attacked them and took over, and that has been the that has been the the same formula for all of known history. Americans really haven't done that. Americans basically, uh, the American businessman would much rather sell you something than he would shoot you. Yeah. Um, and that is all. That is a the, yes. There have been. There has been greed, and there have been uh, many situations that are not uh, that that 
is not described properly. But the fact is that the ethic and the and the social fabric that stand behind America's ascent is not force, really. It, it, we, we've used force to defend ourselves and defend our friends, but we basically, uh, we, we don't use it for the purpose of, of controlling uh, yeah. care, uh, land and, and, and uh, other yeah. countries. Well, that's, I mean, that's, uh, I guess in the case, you're right. I mean, the case of what, what I want to say with the case of the British Empire was it was a gradual decline. Mayor what we're saying today, the difference would be is we were, we stepped in to take the place of the British as far as that goes. In effect, you have two similar nations, you know, one in decline that eventually gave way to the other, but essentially it was the same ideology, the same ideals that came into play here. And you've just, you know, laid those out. Uh, China is a totally different country with a totally different set of ideas. And a good point, and, and, and as we're going to be witness, as we witness, they're not positive ideals. They're not positive goals. They're not anything that we want to emulate unless, of course, you like dictatorships, slave labor, and uh, a social media in which everybody is controlled through their phones or through, you know, through the computer, very similar to what we saw in George Orwell in George Orwell 1984. But here's the thing. Let me, let's kind of go into – here's the thing he brings up. Now, I, I've got my you know, skeptic you – know, I'm not going to say – I think he's, got, he's on the right track. I'm not sure if he took it too far. I'll get your opinion, but okay. Would a government like this use COVID as a bioweapon? Well, what, why wouldn't it? The coronavirus reshuffled the global order. It crushed the American economy. It made China preeminent. If China takes over the world, and that appears, now this is a Tucker say, it appears to be coming. COVID would be one of the main reasons it was able to do so. By definition, you would think we want to know where this virus came from. This is a meaningful question. But Joe Biden doesn't want to know the answer. He ignored a report that he ordered. He ignored the finding of his own intelligence agency. I could also tell you, even before he did that, the Trump intelligence agency came to even similar conclusions. And But the reality is that they kind of made it clear that the possibility, or the most likely possibility, is that it came from a laboratory in China, the Wuhan virus. Now, I'm not sure it was purposely put out there, but I do believe that once the Chinese saw the damage done, they took advantage of it. Uh, and I still say to this day, if, you know, my view would be this is one of those answers we have to know and we have to verify. But more importantly, since it's more likely to be true, this was one of those issues we should have been able to confront the Chinese say, hey, look, you screwed this up. You're responsible for that. And we've chosen instead not only not to do that, but at the beginning, those people who would even bring it up were pretty much considered outliers, conspiracy theorists. And we're talking about some very brilliant scientists on top of this. We had social media, again, many of whom, as you already stated, have business in China pretty much censoring it. It took almost a full year and a half before 
you can actually talk about it on social media. And and I still I mean and and the point he makes, he says, Look, Joe Biden doesn't want to know the answer. Because we pretty much know the answer. We don't want to make it public because it means you have to confront the Chinese. Your thoughts? Well, I think I think the question of origin is a little bit um diversion from the real question and the real question is uh, I think it's pretty obvious that that the Wuhan Institute was one way or another the the, the uh, origin the, the the place of origin uh, of this uh, of this uh, pandemic but the real question is uh, at this at the point where the powers that be in China understood what was what they had? Uh, did they did they purposely decide to disseminate it as a weapon, and therefore, uh, you know, part of their uh, strategy for taking over uh, world dominance? Uh, I think it's going to be very very difficult to ever prove that. No, I don't think it's difficult to prove that, but it's not going to be difficult to prove they were the origin of the virus. No, uh, and, uh, and that's really been almost almost proven already. Yeah. I mean, and, and, yeah, the United and, and Nations the, pretty much t- yeah. T- and, and, and my uh, point is their will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And my point here is not so much. My point is that a a government interested in our own security would not only have looked at that, viewed it as a possibility, but hold the Chinese responsible. I mean, this is one of those things where literally if the Chinese were responsible, which I believe them, you know, I think it's becoming more and more obvious that indeed that was the case. It's no longer a conspiracy theory. The least you could do is make – is base your policy. Because here's – I mean, maybe a better question would be is what if we had you – know, let's say a Trump was president. Trump would have said, hey, you started this. And this would have been a bone of contention, but it would have been a bone of contention that the world would have had to hold China accountable. Instead, by ignoring it and hiding it, we allowed China to carry on business as usual. And that does play a role. I mean, that does play into that. Well, there's no I – think, I think there's literally no question – no reasonable question, yeah. uh, both either about the origin or about the fact that, that what they yeah. did uh, uh, it made the, made the, uh, the uh, pandemic more lethal than it would have been if they had uh, done some more, uh, you know, if they had, if they had uh, yeah. cut down the, uh, the travel of their own citizens and so on. The, the and so I uh, to me uh, the, the, those yeah. things are pretty well proven. They're, whether they, well, did, it, yeah. whether yeah. they yeah. did it as a yeah. as a, yeah. a, a military uh, effort or not, I don't know how we how we would. Uh, no, no, yeah, that. I mean, but I mean, here's yeah, but the two things. That, that, yeah, yeah, but that, Tom, yeah. just a minute. Yeah, it go means ahead. that they they either have a, 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 a terribly poor judgment, or they or they are terribly evil. And in either case, uh, they need to they need to be uh, 
shunned yeah. for it and not not uh, not celebrated for it. And now let's go back to a point you made earlier, where you got people from China who are making billions of dollars. They're you know making great income, and this to me is one of those examples because we know very clearly that our own National Institute of Health was involved in funding the research that went on in that laboratory. And the fact that, again, you know, had we pursued that, first of all, number one, two things would have happened. People like Tony Fauci would have been held more accountable. We wouldn't be looking at Fauci as a hero. We'd be looking at him as a villain, which in my view, which he I probably he was. was. Exactly. And the other aspect is, and we're going to go into this right after this break, and I want you to kind of follow up on this point yourself. And that is, as you stated, you know, you got people of our political establishment making money. And remember, these social media people have business in China worth billions. And it's in their interest to protect their business. Anybody, Even at these, anybody yeah. that watched Wall Street uh, while while we were in the throes of the pandemic has to has to realize that uh, we have some people that are very very involved with China's economy. Yeah, this is Tom Donaldson, Donaldson Files. You listen to the show every day on the Bastion News Radio Network at 11 a.m. and 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On the bashlandnews.airtime.pro, bashlandnews.airtime.pro. Napa know-how. Napa guy knows not to judge a man by his car's multicolored paint job or absence of modern gadgetry. Who cares if it's technically old enough to vote and the windows are powered by the strength of your left arm? Your monthly payment is zero, and it'll stay that way. Because with over 500,000 parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep anything on the road. She may not be pretty, but she's all yours. That's Napa Know How. Napa Know How. Welcome back to the Donaldson Files here in the Bachelor News Radio Network. You can listen to the show every day at 11 a.m., 4 p.m. on the Eastern Standard Time at the Bachelor News on Airtime Pro. Also, you can buy my book, America the Best Will America Survive, uh, at barnesandnoble.com, amazon.com, and and LibertyHillPublishingPress.com. All right. Let's kind of follow very briefly because you you just kind of hit one of the nail on the head. We know that there is extensive business relationship with the many corporations in China. It's in their interest to keep the relationship cool. It's not in their interest to have you know, any element of possible confrontation. Try to follow up on that theme. Well, it, uh, when when you look at take Apple for example, Apple's uh, main manufacturing of all of their products are in Chinese factories. They're physically in China. Now they could they could say, well, we're gonna we're gonna get uh, some new factories and 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 wean ourselves away eventually into new technologies and. Make China's uh, China's uh, factories obsolete, but you know how long that would take and how much that would cost, and it probably 
would mean that that Apple would not survive because they would be going for a long time with very short shortages of products. So they try to do it if they try to do it by by uh, secretly and, and quietly and changing their slowly changing their uh, policies. Do you think that they're going to be able to uh, pull that off when they've got uh, members of uh, the Chicom uh, military as part of their board and part of, and their all of the uh, all of the employees are Chinese. They're not American. So they're stuck. I mean, they, they really, their, their future has to be with China or else they're going to stop being a company. And, and that is very true for Alphabet and for uh, 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 most of the, uh, many of the other high-tech companies that we have. And, they, and if you decide, if you're uh, Walmart and you are, or Amazon and you decide that you are going to pull away from the uh, discounts that you get from uh, because of the cheap labor that that China has, uh, and in, if you're going to start doing that, you're going to have to use American labor, and that's going to mean that you have to increase your prices. And are they going to survive that? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they have they have done. Enormously, uh, and then you've got you've got Boeing, and you've got all the military, uh, the companies that are both military and and uh, civilian. Um, the, this is this mean, and, and why was, and and if you want, you just you don't have to be very uh, smart to see this. Just take a look at the way that we are we were get we were. Uh, Getting uh, top uh, records in, in on Wall Street throughout the entire uh, close down of the American economy. I mean, it's it's pretty obvious that that uh, there's something amiss. So yeah. they have, and, and the Chinese strategy has been extremely. Uh, uh, it's been extremely clever. And, and effective, and it's and it's really put America's uh, billionaires, uh, most of whom are, are part of this 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 type of uh, formula. Uh, they they are in the position re- really that they depend entirely on China and and all of their money and all of their their entire yeah. fortune. Yeah. So, Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a it's a tremendous it's devious and yeah. e- evil as hell for us. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Now let's kind of go to Joe Biden because if Joe Biden, I mean, if you wanted to say do things, uh, you made the point maturing candidate. And if you look at these steps, you know, what a maturity candidate would have done is pretty much what Biden has been doing. An example. Biden canceled a counter-espionage program called the China Initiative. The point of the program was to stop a rampant threat of our national security secrets by the government. But the White House decided with little fanfare, declared the program racist, and had to end. And And the Chinese government can spy and steal with impunity. Well, that's the... That, and that's the the actions of the deep state, 
and the yeah. deep state is uh, they're putting out more regulations and, and more uh, things that cripple Americans and favor Chinese. They're putting out hundreds of those a week. And yeah. um, the, the only thing standing now that we suddenly got some encouragement from the uh, Supreme Court that says that the, that the uh, bureaucracy can't impose uh, what are in effect laws without the sanction of, uh, of, of yeah. Congress. But that's a long, hard road before that gets, that gets uh, taken in, in force. Okay, now here's the other thing. Okay, let's talk about this, the policies of our energy. And this is what the, you know, Tucker said last night. Thrilled to see Joe Biden destroy America's single asset, which is domestic energy supply, and make the United States dependent upon Chinese technology for wind and solar projects. If you're the Chinese government, what a master stroke. This is checkmate. Once you control a country's energy grid, you control the country. And you wouldn't know that because you didn't go to Yale Law School. It's something about reality results by watching this from Beijing. And so you would find it amusing to have the President of the United States sell our country's petroleum reserve as he declares oil and gas off limits and include the Chinese as part of the deal. And then reduce all the tariffs at the same time. And reduce the tariffs at the same time. But here's my. But here's the thing. Sorry, I'm saying there's something like five billion million ended up in the hands of the Chinese. Five billion what? I think yeah, five billion. I think gallons of oil oh. from the strategic reserve basically ended up in the Chinese hands. Now, here we are denying our own citizens, taking this out with the idea of, quote-unquote, lowering this and, you know, and helping out the United States. And, in fact, we end up – a good portion has ended up overseas, including China. You would think that this would be a no-no, but it did happen, and one of these companies was companies – in which Hunter Biden had relationships with, they're now taking the petroleum. So you got that scandal on top of all of this. All right. Well, I think I think I kind of feel sorry for Hunter Biden. I think he yeah. is. I think he is the uh, recipient of all of the evil that was in that family as a young kid that lost his mother young, and yeah. he, he got pretty perverted. But anyway, well, I'm not, yeah, whether, he is, whether yeah. he's a sad case or a, a cruel case, the fact is that he has taken hundreds of millions of dollars in, uh, into his yeah. uh, possession on, for the sole uh, benefit of uh, access to his father. Well, that's and, the, well, yeah. I mean, here's the point to me. To me, yeah, I, let's just leave you know, Hunter Biden's private life you know, out of this. Even if he was a saint in, in his private life, which he's not, but even if he was, I mean, here's what he's been able to do. He's made $30 million from entities affiliated with China's communist government. Yeah, and that's, that's just yeah. a, a small yeah. part. Yeah. 
right. Here's the story. I mean, here's the like, hey, biggest, Biden's biggest deal with China involved a Chinese investment firm called Bohai Harvest. And in December of 2013, both Hunter Biden and his father, Joe Biden, who was at the time vice president, flew to Beijing. It was a government trip on a government plane in which his Hunter introduced his father to these executives. Flat-out violation of law. Lobbying on behalf of the Chinese government, their own father, full of time. And eventually, Hunter Biden took a 10% cut of that particular corporation. Now, we can go on down the line because Hunter gives a whole list of other corporations he did this with. But let's just be blunt. The only reason why a Chinese government is going to do business with Hunter Biden is because his dad is an important political figure in the United States. At this time, he was the vice president, who you assume eventually becomes the president, or at least will run for president. And so the question – and so this leads me to the very big point, and this is to me – because remember in the 2020 debate, Joe Biden not only denied – that he knew of the business, or that anybody was making any money. You know, he went out and accused, claimed that it was Joe, Donald Trump making all the money from China. Certainly not poor old Joe. Uh, so the question, the first question comes in play is this. Either A, Joe Biden is an idiot, even then, or he lied to the American people Uh, and it, you know, when he basically said, I know nothing about what my son is doing in his business. And remember, he's done this numerous times. Well, what do you expect him to say? I, you know, you're right. I don't expect him to say, yeah, I did it. But we now have the evidence. And to me, and I think this is the part where Tucker makes a pretty interesting case. Is this an impeachable offense? Yeah. Peter Schweitzer put a, he documented all this chapter and verse about two yeah. years ago. Yes, he did. So Tucker is uh, finally understanding yeah. or at least publicizing something yeah. that's been known for a long time. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Tucker started because here's the thing. Tucker was one of the very few in 2020 because, remember, he had one of Hunter Biden's associates on the air basically saying, in effect, in fact, it was an associate who later quit working with the Bidens because of the nature of the work they were doing, and he came to the realization what we were dealing with and ended up dealing with. And he basically made the point very clearly. Not only did Hunter, you know, Biden, Joe Biden knew about it, he was getting the cut. He was the big guy getting the cut. And, we, you know, that, you know, and again, that's a story that nobody else really pursued. But you're right. Peter Schweitzer has been on this case for a long time. And Peter Schweitzer has also been very good at – not just talking about, you know, Joe Biden. In fact, if you go yeah. to his re- recent book in China, you know, Joe Biden is just one chapter in the book. That's right. I mean, <laughs> There's a whole lot of chapters of other people. It's wholesale corruption of the American political system. Exactly, exactly. And Republicans are included, including a Senate majority leader. 
Yeah, well, also including the former uh, Speaker of the House. Yeah. So well, the, uh, the this this I guess the question eventually has to come to how are we going to fight back on this? And, yeah. And the only way I see that we're going to do that is we're going to have to get obviously we're going to have to get these communists out of the out of the uh, government, but we can't do that in uh, at the top for another two and a half years. Um, but if we could somehow maneuver the uh, change uh, and and completely uh, reset the uh, energy policy, um, I think we would begin to have yeah. the uh, way back because energy is fundamental to any economy and uh, and if uh, he, he who has uh, energy uh, plen- you know uh, is plentiful energy and uh, can sell some and decide who's going to sell to and for how much uh, that uh, gives him a tremendous amount of power yeah hold on that thought and we're, I want you to follow up on that. This is Tom Donaldson, Donaldson Files here in the Bastion News Radio Network. You listen to this show every day on the bastionnews.airtime.pro at 11 a.m. and 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Since Buffalo Wild Wings is always open late, here are a few things you'll enjoy. Buzzer beaters, wings in 21 signature sauces and seasonings, and great deals on food and beer. Grab select domestic draft beers starting at $4. $4 shareables like street tacos, fried pickles, chili queso dip, mozzarella sticks, and roasted garlic mushrooms, and deals on select liquor and house cocktails. Phew, that's a mouthful. Catch all of the late night action. Buffalo Wild Wings, wings, beer, sports. Offers and participation vary. Please drink responsibly. Void where prohibited. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to the Donaldson Files here on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, you can buy my book, America at the Abyss, Will America Survive at, the, at these uh, locations, barnesandnoble.com. You can buy them at amazon.com, and you can also buy them at libertyhillpublishingpress.com. This is Tom Donaldson, back here with Dr. Larry Federer. And, Dr. Federer, let's follow up on the position you just taken about energy, because I want to kind of delve into the energy side of the equation because it's not just, but it's also about solar, wind, as well, because of the manufacturing. We're going to find into it very clearly is that the more we go to wind and solar and to electric vehicles, the more we become even more dependent upon China. But let's start with the oil, and you made the point. If we produce it, we sell it, we have power. If we quit producing it, we don't have the power. Follow up on that thought. Well, I mean, it's 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 fundamental to our entire foreign policy as well. For example, if uh, the, the way that the Trump administration was able to uh, stop the the Nordstrom uh, pipeline into Germany was by by uh, pledging to provide uh, LNG to uh, Germany that. Uh, that would take the place of what uh, Russia was uh, doing to supply, and they knew they couldn't get along without it. Any, and they, they couldn't, and and right now they're frantically opening, reopening uh, uh, coal uh, coal mines, and it's 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 there, and it could be the 
the uh, change of the uh, uh, hierarchy of, uh, of prosperity, prosperous nations in in Europe, because uh, uh, Germany is in serious trouble with uh, the fact that America bowed out of that of that market, and then. Yeah. On top of that, you've got uh, the fact that we are still giving um, uh, Putin approximately, well, we, because we got out of the market, uh, Putin was able, with his vast reserves, to uh, not only start a reason to start his war, but uh, to use our uh, billions of dollars that we're spending buying his oil uh, to uh, support his oil. So we we have a significant part of uh, paying for Putin's war against uh, Ukraine, and that of course is not very uh, uh, that's well known in in, in international circles, and it's uh, devastating to our our uh, uh, our uh, image in terms of uh, staying by standing by our allies, and then you've got. The other factor that uh, uh, we don't, we haven't uh, kept up with our uh, nuclear uh, arsenal, and uh, as Peter Pry has uh, pointed out, we have a, a tremendous deficit in tactical weapons, and the only chance we really have is by a uh, technological uh, leapfrog in uh, in the sea. Uh, the sea uh, landed uh, uh, rockets that uh, that we can uh, deploy on all over the world in our in our, lo our our we have a very significant navy, but it's now being uh, outnumbered uh, by uh, the Chinese. But they do not they do not have this latest technology. So what happens? The Biden Biden administration. Uh, eliminates it from the military budget, and they're uh, and they're uh, uh, giving their budget to uh, Congress. Luckily, a bipartisan group in the Congress put it back in. But that's the that's uh, I mean we just energy is at the basis of everything. You mm -hmm. got the Adam Adam Accords, uh, uh, which got plea peace in the Middle East by. Uh, and, and, and got the uh, acceptance of Israel. Nobody else has ever been able to do that since 1948, and uh, and Americans did it in one in one fell swoop. Now the new guy comes along and starts uh, giving uh, attention and uh, resources to the enemy, and suddenly uh, you've got uh, Israel and all our Arab allies at uh, at risk. Again, it's because of because of. Uh, uh, energy that we don't have. That you can go on and on. Every every Taiwan's the same situation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, you know this, uh, and I want to kind of touch base also because here's the thing: when we talk about green technology, these batteries and the technology require minerals, most of which are in China, That's and right. or controlled by China, or let's say controlled by China. And so you basically including <coughs> the Antarctica. And yeah. <coughs> they've even they've even got control of the mine the new mines in the uh, in the Antarctica. Yeah. 
But the, yeah, but and and the point would be is this. You know, they're going to control the our, our manufacturer because the more electric vehicles we have, we're talking about being dependent upon China for the very minerals, turbines, solar panels. They're the ones producing a good portion of those. Yeah, and but, again, but that, yeah. Tom, that 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 assumes that that we're going to continue to be in a recession and that the uh, administration or the federal government is going to continue to make it harder and harder for new technologies and new companies to uh, to uh, extend our, our reach, our technological reach. Uh, I mean, we've always invented our ways out of difficulty in the yeah. past. And, and, and now we've got some people that hate, they hate capitalism and they hate companies. They... They are trying to tax the small companies out of existence. Uh, they, uh, this, everything they're doing is is, is uh, destructive of the middle class. I mean, we've got to get rid of these people. Yeah. Well, yes. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, this is great. I mean, and the thing to me is this: is that what we're witnessing. And again, you make the point earlier. It's not just about Biden, because Biden is just one person. And not exactly the brightest you know, bulb in the in the room. You know, there are people, as you say, pulling the change behind the scene. But there's also no doubt Puppet that what Biden, yeah, what Biden has demonstrated is the profitability that I, we have at a political class, which Peter Schweitzer is in this book. You noted in your various articles you've been writing now for you know close to three years that. You know, we got, you know, people essentially are being sucked into the China money and and in the process, unable to do a foreign policy that's in American national interest. I mean, we, we just given numerous steps in the show, you know, namely where Joe Biden's foreign policy fits right into the objectives and goals of the Chinese. And we also know very clearly that his son and his brother, and most likely himself, had made millions of dollars of income as a result of all of this. Well, I hate to say it, but I'm I'm afraid that the whole <clears throat> the whole idea of um, of of seeing our president as a uh, traitor to the country. And, and impeachment and all of that, uh, I'm afraid that they had the wrong president. And I, I'm wondering if we're not going to see that on the other side now, if we start getting some, some, stre- some strength in the uh, opposition, on the, particularly in the Senate. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, 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 it's quite possible. I'm not. I'm not saying it as a uh, statement of fact, but it's quite possible that our president is a traitor to the country, yeah. and that is extremely sorrowful. Um, yeah. But it may be the case. Well, I mean, here's the question coming play: Is that you? You don't wish that to be his case, but you got to look at and say to yourself. His family has made millions. Now, he's not the only politician who's done that, but his family has made millions from China. And he's probably gotten his cut from China. 
And you look at the policies that we're seeing right now, and it's almost as if China first. China first, not America first. But regardless, I mean, and I think Tucker Carlson makes a point, and now this leads me to a very interesting question. we got just about three minutes left in the show, but it's something you and me briefly talked about, and that is, for, for about three years, I mean, the media pretty much are kept, and they still pretty much have kept a good portion that's under wrap. If you, you know, if you are a follower of social media, where a lot of people get the news, if you watch MSNBC, CNN, NBC, CBS, ABC, you're not getting any of these stories at all. These most people watch them are going to be totally ignorant of what we're talking about. Yeah, but you got a president who's weak who his own party is basically is now questioning whether or not they want him to run again in four years. You're seeing articles like in the New York Times saying, maybe is he too old to run? Uh, you're seeing a lot of dissatisfaction. Two out of every three Democrats have made it clear, we don't want this guy to be running in 2024. And, and I've always thought to myself, you know, what is the weapon they will use to push him out of office? And, well, it could be anything, you know. It could be yeah. a heart attack. It could be uh, uh, some kind of uh, assassination. I don't think I'm not thinking that. I'm just thinking, you know, yet you know, is there a point somewhere where somebody says, "Joe, you're old, you're too old. It's time to walk out the door." Well, you still have your faculties left. I don't know. I do know this. He wouldn't do it. He won't do that. But he will not be nominated. To be the president of his by his own party, and the question is going to be: Is there going to be a point where his family or members around him says, "You know, don't bother to run for re-election; you're not going to win," or will it take him to be humiliated in a place like Iowa, where literally somebody else wins the caucus, which is a distinct possibility? Uh, I don't know. I do know this. Um, there's enough Democrats scared enough that they are perfectly willing to push him out if they could get away with it. Of course, then that leaves you one other problem. Kamala Harris, who nobody's ever sat back and said, she's not exactly the brightest bulb either. And it's Well, inter- they made their bed, they got to lay in it. Yeah. Well, that's the way I look at it. You know, you, you, you made it. You sleep in it. Unfortunately, the rest of us have got to suffer as a result of that, of his incompetence. But I think this is a good conversation. I thought last night's show, and Tucker, and, and would you, it's kind of terrible, as you say, you've been on this for about two or three years writing about this. And I know, and so this is, you know, to our listeners and to the listeners of your show, this is nothing new. I want to thank you very much for being on the show we're going to say goodnight here. This is Tom Donaldson the Donaldson Files here on the Bachelor News Radio Network. <laughs>